Hello. Good afternoon, fellow aficionados and aficionadas. Welcome to the ninth episode of The Ash Holes. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn Wednesday into Ash Wednesday, where it's always entertaining, always unscripted, and totally unfiltered. This week, Barry Stein is stepping back in for a dark... Uh, for us, who's at a family funeral. His uh, grandfather passed away this weekend, and of course our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family uh, in this time. And uh, certified retail tobacconist, budding guitarist, and political commentator, what Terry Fournier, what a great is filling in you. for Oliver, who is away traveling on business uh, for United Cigars in Arizona. And we wish him well in his endeavors. We know he's listening. And we just, you know, you're just going to be stuck with me, Pastor Padron, the last asshole here on the show, as we light up the Aurora CBT 6x60. And we will be discussing the brand history and give you our opinion on this cigar here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Great to be back. It's good to have you back, Barry. After last week, uh, I'm surprised I wasn't taken out and shot, you know, behind the store. (laughs) I know it entered Dave's mind, but uh, thankfully, you know, I was pardoned. We all believe in second chances here on uh, the Cigar Radio Network. We've all been there. Yep. We've all been there. I think I'm on like my eighth chance. So if I'm a cat, the next one's the last one. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be wasting them. That's for sure. (laughs) So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, cigar and the cigar history? All right. Just before I get that, I'm going to ask you to pass your cutter over. Absolutely. But today's cigar was picked last week by Dan, and I feel bad because I'm reading off of a script, even though you said we're unscripted. We're unscripted. You feel free to depart from your notes whenever you want. As, a, right. as a quick aside, you guys have me on this week, so there's going to be plenty of stuff that's completely unscripted. And especially for this program today, um, I made sure I did not take my medication. So... That's awesome, <laughs> Terry. I'm so, proud of you. We're true, unfiltered, That's really good. unscripted radio here. That's fantastic. <laughs> so the 6x60 Arroyo CBT Medoro is described by Christian Arroyo as full-flavored, full-bodied, but easy for anyone to enjoy. Mm-hmm. The Arroyo CBT Medoro cigars are being made at the Aladino factory in Dan Lee, Honduras. And a press release from the company in 2014 at the time of release stated that the Arroyo CBT Kappa Banda Tripa consists of Medoro or mature tobaccos. Each leaf was selected from only the top primings of the tobacco plants, giving this cigar intense and complex flavors with its deep body and very smooth finish. Now, for those of us uh, who aren't, you know, so up on that, maybe in the audience, what, what does top primings mean? Well, that's the lajero part of the plant, so it's, a, it's, the, it's the leaves that get the most okay. sunlight. So therefore, with the most sunlight... They tend to have a little bit of a higher nicotine content. Okay. So you're going to get a little bit more strength than, say, a, a, a leaf that's at the bottom of the plant. Okay, gotcha. And also the tobacco will tend to be a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little bit of a slower burn. Mm-hmm. And if, this, you know, if the tobacco wasn't fermented the right way, it probably wouldn't burn much as well. Okay, so this is a very difficult cigar to make. It's a very difficult cigar to make, yeah. and it's also not his first venture into a triple Maduro. Okay. So if you look at the family history, um, his father or his grandfather, Generoso Arroyo, had been growing tobacco in Cuba since the 1900s. But in the wake of the Cuban Revolution and subsequent nationalization of the tobacco plantations, his widow and three sons were forced to leave the country and they settled in Tampa. Okay. His son, Julio Arroyo, joined the Bay of Pigs invasion in an attempt to force of Cuban exiles. 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 You can see where my mind is. With the U.S. Army, with his brother Generoso Jr. working in Nicaragua, Julio traveled to Honduras in 1963 on behalf of tobacco dealer Angel Oliva. Mm -hmm. There, as part of government-sponsored cultivation projects, he laid the foundation for Camacho tobacco plantations belonging to the Arroyo family. Eventually, Christian Arroyo would become the president of Camacho Cigars, and then Camacho Cigars would be sold in 1995, mm-hmm. to the Adija Davidoff Group. In, 19, in 2008, um, when they took it over, um, Christian stayed along with the company for a while. Okay. And then in 2012, he announced the formation of CLE Cigars, mm-hmm. of which the cigar that we are smoking today is of that portfolio. Okay. 
Also, uh, part of CLE is Asylum, which is a partnership between oh. him and Tom Lazuka. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, almost credit Asylum for bringing the big ring gauge craze to the cigar industry. Fantastic. So, what made hey, Barry, you, can I, what can made I you choose for, this cigar? For one moment, can I interrupt sure. real quick? Dan, I, should, I spilled your Poland Spring salsa water all over your computer about three minutes ago. I probably should have told you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. So if you feel wetness around there, that's If it. I feel wetness around there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's fine. Yeah. It's unfiltered cigar radio, people. What are we thinking of this? What are we thinking of this I want to know why you chose I, a 60 ring gauge cigar. I chose the 60. I chose this particular cigar because I know Derek, who is supposed to be here this week, prefers small cigars. He does. So I deliberately chose the big cigar just to piss him off. And the reason why I think he, he chooses his specific uh, uh, sort of flavor range is small ring gauge cigars is there's a lot of concentration of flavor and power with smaller ring gauge cigars. Barry, would you uh, agree with that? And he likes heavy Basically. bodied cigars. He does like so heavy with, bodied with stuff. So the, with the bigger ring gauge cigars, you're getting a lot more dispersion of combustion. You're getting a cooler burn. Right. You know, uh, right. he likes a lot of, he likes it to pack a punch. He likes pepper bomb, front to back. Yep, so yep. That's, he's that's a big pepper bomb. Yep, he's a big pepper bomb guy. He's just so a big old pepper bomb. <clears throat> Excuse me. You look at a cigar like this with more tobacco in the filler, mm-hmm. and it's all using high priming um, tobacco. Mm-hmm. I find that the 60 ring gauge is much stronger than the concentrated smaller ring gauges. Okay. And it's not necessarily always that case. Okay. But with there being more, more filler tobacco and mm-hmm. all of them being high priming, there's a larger concentration of stronger tobacco. Right, and all Maduro stuff. All Maduro. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other reason I picked this cigar in particular was because I hadn't had it yet. And I wanted to uh, do a cigar on the show. Again, a first-time thing, right. one that I had not done before. So those, those were the two reasons. That's why I picked the brand, and that's why I picked the size. That's always a good reason to do something. I haven't smoked it before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we smoke go. a lot of stuff that we've all been, you know, there's, it's, it's good to get out of your wheelhouse, try mm-hmm. something new. This was a deliberate attempt for me to do that. Um, so, and, and, and last year, um, at the time of the trade show, Arroyo redid all their packaging. Right. So the cigars, which used to be pretty much naked, now have a um, a paper sleeve mm-hmm. um, that denotes Aroa on it. Mm-hmm. Following the same is uh, the CLE sh- uh, shell, which has the same paper yes. um, half sleeve, as well as the uh, the Maduro version mm-hmm. of uh, that CLE cigar. And by the way, the CLE uh, shell was part of the contenders for a cigar of the year over on the Cigar Authority. That's right. That's yes, right. It was. It was. It was. So if you haven't listened to the Cigar Authority last week, we named our Cigar of the Year. So after you're done listening to the Ashles podcast, go over and download the show that I'm on every week. And uh, you can hear the announcement of the Cigar of the Year. Or you could just keep listening to this show, which is (laughs) eminently superior. You you can listen to both. Uh, I love the band on this cigar. The red and the silver and the black really comment the, the... dark brown that's this kind of right and i, and I feel that aroa has uh christian aroa has departed from what you know he made his name with camacho before they got the mm-hmm. big bands and the elaborate design and the highly lacquered um mass-produced boxes mm-hmm. he kind of had that old school cuban feel to mm-hmm. his brands and the way they were packaged mm-hmm. it feels like he stepped a little bit more modern with this band with mm-hmm. the incorporation of colors instead of being just you, you know your basic brown label right right Right, and We're, it was a very it was a thin label too. It was basic brown. It right. was kind of a flat color. It was thin. It was mm-hmm. similar to Padron, like yeah. it, yeah. you know the Padron Thousand series. If you weren't looking closely, it was easy to confuse the two. Mm-hmm. To me, the cigar spoke for itself, though. People would light it up, and you know, it didn't need that much pizzazz to it. Right, it yeah. was a good quality cigar. And I think it was Christian that we could credit to the creation of the eleven eighteen Vitola, mm-hmm. which was a, a double tapered um, cigar. Right. And I believe he was the first company to come out with them. And he originally, he had the, the 1118 line that came in a pyramid-shaped box. And as a retailer, I used to hate the box because the box was screwed together. So to open <laughs> it up, you had to unscrew it, um, which was a little gosh. crazy. And a little you've been nice. in retail for a while. I'm sure yeah. you remember those boxes. Yes. And, you know, they were a bit annoying. Some uh. people knew that 1118 as the bowling pin <laughs> because it looked like a duck pin or like a small ball. What, what do you call yeah. that with the small balls? 
besides candlelight. Can, candle, candle, candle pin. Candlelight bowling. Yeah, candlelight You know, I, I never heard of candle, candle pin bowling until I moved pin. up here. It's key. Yeah. Candle yeah. pin so is a New, it's a New England thing. thing. It's a New England thing. Small balls are a New England thing. Duck pin. Yeah. What? Again, this is unfiltered. Anyway, so it was. Thin, mm-hmm. and then it went bulbous. Right. But not so much that it was, I'm talking about the cigar, right? Thin, <laughs> bulbous, and then it was, you know, tapered down in the middle. Right. It and felt it, like it went was, from 46 uh, to 50, 52, exactly. back down to 46. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like your, your, you know, your larger Figurados or your Salomones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it had that Corona feel in your hand. Yeah. Except in the middle, where yeah. it felt more like a Robusto or a Toro. Yeah. It was subtle variations of the ring gauge size. And with that, you get some people like having one note throughout their cigar. Mm-hmm. And that's just fine. This is personal preference. Mm-hmm. This is flavor and strength preference. But some people like their cigar smoking experience to be almost like a roller coaster. You like something with uh, uh, that figurato, like a nipple foot going into a big bulbous body, oh. tapering down again towards the shoulder, and then, you know. Right. And if that cigar is not perfectly rolled, it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn a skew. So what are we tasting on this cigar? Here I'm getting that we're a, talking about I'm getting a that we're lot smoking. A lot of notes. <laughs> a lot of notes of chocolate. A lot of notes of chocolate. You know, maybe chocolate. bordering on mocha, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. dark chocolate, milk chocolate, mocha. Um, there's a kind of underlying pepper base. Um, a little bit of leather on the I was finish. Say leathery on the finish, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, to me this is a very, you know, mocha a lot of cocoa, mm-hmm. you know, is what I'm picking up on this. Is uh, some black pepper on the retrohale. Um, it's very nice. I would say this is medium body, maybe. Uh, I, I would go closer to full. You'd go closer yeah, to full? Yeah, medium on the higher end of medium on the lower end of full. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 3 being mild, 4 to 6 being medium, 7 to 10 being full. It's right around the 6, 7 mark for me. Hmm. It's got a great aroma. I can smell your guys' cigars. I'm tasting mm-hmm. my own, but smelling yours. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. Like, I'm you know, tasting it, my it, own, but it, I'm smelling <laughs> yours. <laughs> if you look at the 6x60, two years ago, I would have never touched a cigar. Mm-hmm. But now you got the 70 ring gauges, the 80 ring gauges. Mm-hmm. Even our friend Skip Martin came out with the femur, which was 144 ring gauge, I oh believe. Oh, my gosh. 60 actually feels normal. Yeah. Where... You know, two, three, four years ago, it wasn't. What do you do with the 144 ring gauge cigar? That's you, bizarre, you, you, man. You know, one person like attempted to smoke it. He he created it more for a conversation. Cut piece. it up and put it in the fridge and eat it later. That's freaking <laughs> ridiculous, man. Put it in your pipe. Wow. Make pipe tobacco with it. So you, now, you know, you you deem when you smoke a cigar, you deem it cigar worthy, uh, pipe worthy. Pipe worthy if it is worthy of smoking all the way down to the bottom. So yes. do you have like a, a bigger pipe for the bigger ring gauge cigars? It's I like do. an eighty ring gauge. I do. I have I have a, a nice Savinelli uh, uh, um, autograph number five, which I did not buy with the intention of putting cigars in it, but it had this nice big bowl, and it's it can accommodate a sixty ring gauge at the top. So, um, oh, look at that. My phone's ringing. You don't you know um, you got to shut it off answer. before it starts? Put it on speaker. No, not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that. But uh, very earthy, very rich. Do you get a little bit of licorice or something? There's a little bit of black licorice on the front. Mm-hmm. When you load up the cigar and you take that initial pull, you fill up your mouth with smoke. There's a little bit of that licorice. Mm-hmm. As you dissipate the cigar, some of that chocolate begins to shine. Yeah. Or at least that's the way it's working for my palate. Yep. Yep. So, you know, we've had a long week between shows, mm-hmm. Wednesday to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is not the only time you smoke during the week. That's true. What cigars did you light up this week? Let's start with uh, Terry. You know, I lit up Sereno. And I lit really? up yeah. Sereno Sublime. Our cigar of the year? I did it based off... You know, y'all's recommendation That's right. of Cigar of the Year. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it's just, it's fantastic. You it's, know, it's a, a great, medium to full-bodied smoke. Great cigar. Very, very elegant. It burns well. Mm-hmm. It's nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fuller, but it's smooth, which is the mark of a good, well-rounded, you know, yeah. kind of fuller-bodied cigar. Yeah. yeah. And very so I thought your guys' recommendation was fantastic. I'm Thank sitting there with the cigar, just much. kind of looking at it visually in terms of, uh, you know, where the ring of the cigar, if there was mm-hmm. any sort of wonky type burns there was none of that it was fantastic it's great yeah yeah one of, definitely one of my favorites for 
uh, favorite newcomers for 2016. Now, when you guys made your selection for Cigar of the Year, was it a roundtable discussion? Did you guys no. do it by balloting the, nope. the studio audience? What did you nope. do? No, we all made our top five choices of new cigars mm-hmm. for that year completely separately, and we read them on the show. So none of us had any idea what we were going to say. But all of us put the Sereno on the list. Kind of like I have no idea what I'm going to say. Exactly. Before I say it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. So for you, Pastor Padron, Dan, uh, was there any cigar that you were able to put in your pipe and smoke it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done that several times this week. Um, you know, I do listen to the uh, Cigar Authority. I appreciate and it. You're welcome. And um, uh, I went out and got one of the uh, La Galera uh, Connecticut's, and I'm a more of a full-bodied cigar smoker. I'm, you know, smoking stuff more like this, mm-hmm. La Flor Dominicana's, okay. Padrones, you know, those things. And I think, and I think and, that's a huge difference between the two shows. Yeah. You guys tend to like the fuller, stronger cigars, yep. where we tend to stick to the milder, medium cigars, but we both enjoy cigars that are full of flavor. Right, right, right. Very true. And that's a great way to describe the La Galera. It's very full of flavor, but it's a mild cigar, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, that's that's probably going to be one of my go-to cigars uh, when I'm looking for that, or if a friend of mine is asking, you know, what could I get, mm-hmm. you know, for a mild cigar? Yeah. Uh, fantastic, fantastic smoke. And for me, that cigar is I'm always looking for good recommendations of something that's not necessarily in my flavor range, Mm -hmm. just so I could pass that information along to people who it would be in their flavor range. Right. You know. Right. You want to know. Exactly. So, you know, you can smoke that and uh, you could still appreciate the flavor, even Mm -hmm. though it's not something strength-wise that you would do yourself on a consistent basis. Right. You know. Right. And for me, when I smoked the the El Lector um, from La Galera, the Mm -hmm. Connecticut Shade, on the show on Saturday... Mm -hmm. There were a lot of similarities for me to um, probably the cigar that everybody knows the most from the Dominican Republic. I thought there were some Davidoff qualities to it. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, I went out and I spoke to Davidoff Millennium, which is a little bit more than four times the cost, close to five times the cost, just to see what kind of difference there was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might have been a, a touch smoother. It might have been a touch more balanced, but the flavor profiles on a five ninety nine cigar versus a twenty two dollar cigar, they they were similar. So uh, you know me, I'm budget conscious. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, You know, I'm an employee. I am too. That five ninety nine cigar stood up to that Davidoff Millennium. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of people might not know the Elector from uh, La Galera, but if you like that Davidoff profile and you don't want to go deep into your pockets for a twenty two dollar cigar. Mm. I think I'm going to wind up reaching for the La Galera, Connecticut pretty often. Yeah, yeah. And also during the course of the week, a lot of us from the Cigar Authority were members of the Cigar Journal's blind taste testing. Mm-hmm. So we got 12 cigars, and we get them blind. It has, you know, a white paper band on them with a right. bunch of numbers. So I've been smoking a lot of cigars for review in the magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, could, you could see our ugly mugs in Cigar Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my cigars that I smoked this week. And, nice. You know, no regret spending $22, $23 on, on the Davidoff. Sure. It was enjoyable. Sure. Yeah. But for me, that was more of a special occasion cigar. Right. And I'm a guy right. who smokes five cigars a day. Right. $23 gets a little yeah. bit crazy. Yeah. And is there, you know, $17 of difference right. between the one and the other? And if you feel like you can get to get a great cigar for under 10 bucks. You can do that. La Galera is a great example of that. I also had the uh, the La Galera uh, Habano Tubo that just came out. Another great cigar by them. Uh, much more, you know, medium body, fuller flavor. Um, that's more my profile of a cigar. And uh, that's that's a cigar that I've had several times. And it's weird. When, when the two cigars came out, I found myself reaching for the Habano yeah. more often than the Connecticut. But as the year progressed, I started going to the Connecticut because really? I kind of found it had a, it, the flavor wasn't prof, uh, wasn't masked by the strength. Mm-hmm. It has fantastic flavor. If you haven't gone out and tried one of those, you really should. It's a very excellent. Cigar. Can I ask you guys' opinion on something? What's what's your secret to smoking while you have the puffy speaker thing right in front of your face? Talent coming Talent? coming from the other side. Coming from the other, oh the other side. Yeah. So the other my side. Left hand. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And during, that the makes bre- sense. during the break, you can always switch it around. You know? <laughs> That's true. So each week, you guys do a uh, social media highlight of the week. Mm-hmm. Basically, we ask everybody that listens to the Ash Hole at some point during the week while you're smoking a cigar and you're, you're putting it out there on social media via Facebook, via Twitter, uh, where you can find us at, at the Ash Holes. Um, we pick somebody that uses the hashtag and we recognize them for great content. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a segment that Oliver handles and Oliver happens to be, you know, out with United Cigar, yep, yep. preaching about Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Mm-hmm. But he's the guy that picks it. Yes. Well, with him not here, I picked it. Yes. And I'm going to pick Oliver. Because <laughs> he, he would never pick himself. So if you, if you go onto Instagram and you look for Havana underscore daydreaming without the G at the end. Yep. You can see where Oliver is anywhere in the world. Right now he's posted a lot of pictures being in, uh, being in Arizona. Arizona. Yep. But the content that he puts up, and I've watched him. He'll take 20 minutes. To line up the perfect shot. Mm-hmm. And half the time, and I'm supposed to be doing that for part of my job, half the time I don't have the patience because I want to smoke the damn cigar. So we're going to tip our hats to Oliver because he won't do it himself. If you want to see some great composition and you want to see how he's all forced us up here to step up our social media game, mm-hmm. check out Oliver on Instagram at Havana underscore Daydreaming. And if you want to be featured on the social media highlighted week, be sure to use hashtag the ash holes whenever you post something, and we'll be on the lookout for it. That's fantastic. And I totally agree. He takes great pictures. And you're right. He'd never nominate himself, and nor should he. You know who else takes really, 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 really good pictures? It's not the debonair thing to do. Derek takes very quality pictures. Derek does take very good pictures. And Dan is starting to become an aficionado himself with the pictures. I think mm-hmm. we're all getting into it. We're all getting into it, We're getting yeah. pretty darn yeah. artsy. Yeah, we talked about that last week, just how, you know, it can be a, a consuming thing, taking the time to put these together. And, uh, you know, I, I was smoking, um, I can't, maybe it was Sunday night, a um, uh, LFD uh, 500 Oscuro, one of my favorite cigars. And, you know, I noticed as I was putting the ashes, you know, ashing in the tray that they were coming off in about one-inch chunks. Really, the burn was just fantastic. And I said, ooh, this is I've got an idea for a picture. And so then it became this, you know, protect the ash, you know, from the family of the kids to make sure that I would have everything set up in this great artistic, artistic ash. I mean, it just, I never would have thought that. I enjoy a nice ago. artistic but, ash. And yes. <laughs> but it's amazing how, how, you know, that those are appreciated on Instagram in particular. It's unbelievable the technology. What the phones can do yep. nowadays, it only used to be the big old cameras with the big old lenses. Right. Right, right. And Derek has one of those big old cameras. Yes, he does. He's, got, he's invested some money into this, and he takes fantastic pictures. Now, he just got the iPhone 7, and that thing, the quality of the pictures that it's taking currently are almost neck and neck with his big old camera. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says. I've heard him say it myself. So as we're smoking the Aroa, the one thing I'm noticing is how slow of a smoke it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Usually yep. we're racing through a cigar. If Oliver yep. was here, he'd be at the halfway point. Yeah, if Oliver were here, he'd be an inch ahead of And us you're here. usually ahead of me as well, and we're about at the we're same point. We're about the same, yep. So it's a slow-burning cigar, a nice mm-hmm. production of smoke. And the flavors continue to intensify mm-hmm. while the strength is remaining the same. So you're able, yeah. you're able to get all the subtle nuances that the Aroa 6x60, CBT, Kappa Banda Tripa, Triple mm-hmm. Maduro whatever you want to call it. Um, you're able to pick out those, su- those nuances. And as you mentioned it, you got some of that licorice going on. Yep. And then there's the, the chocolate and the mocha. I a little bit have, on leather on the finish. I almost have this, this like slight floral kind of thing going on. I don't know how to describe it. It's a taste that's, that's it's hard for me to get my... You know who would know how to describe it? Jonathan. Yeah, but there are no Chinese peapods here. We so. don't talk about him here. We don't talk about him here. What is the name like Voldemort around here? Yeah, yes. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's, I like, tried, it's like Beetlejuice. You I can only say it you know, a couple of times. I tried to uh, out-dapper Mr. Jonathan by purchasing this. The, the people who are watching along with us online can see it. The people who can't. It can't. Is, can't. <laughs> are, it's, a, it's a $4 scarf from Walmart, but this thing is so huge, and it's red and black checkered. And when I put it on my neck, it's awesome. It's like a... Scottish beaver just bit my neck and died. <laughs> and then what you can do is, and then it's reversible. Four bucks, it's reversible. There's checkers. 
on the back if you want to look like, like Hamas. You've left me speechless. That's very hard to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I could actually out-douche, uh, out-dapper um, the dapper, uh, dapper king himself. Douche. Dapper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think we're going to get to a little email later where uh, somebody mentions Mr. Jonathan, and we'll let Dan get to the emails. We'll let, yeah, I'll handle the emails there. But uh, um, you'll handle some emails after I'm on. Trust me. <laughs> but you know it's true. The strength of the cigar is not changing, but the flavors are are changing and growing along with the cigar. And that cocoa mocha is kind of the foundation on which everything else is going. And then there's 100%. these little variations that are kind of weaving their way in and out of that. Cocoa mocha. It serves as the canvas to the to the, the painting that the uh, cigar lays out. The canvas to the painting. It's, it's, it, a cigar is a work of art. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the painstaking hours and all the hands that touch a cigar mm-hmm. to create a product that's pretty much perfect every time. Mm-hmm. It almost amazes you how perfect it is. You know, just I, how streamlined everything is. It's an artisan product. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a living organism. It's rolled up. There's nothing mm-hmm. additive-wise. You know, and it's, it's, just, it's fantastic that these things don't blow up every time you put fire to them. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, so uh, we're going to head to break. And okay. uh, in the next half hour, we'll take a look into the mailbags. Yes. We're going to announce the ash hole of the week. And it might be the ash holes of the week. It's an award we give out on a weekly basis to people who did something stupid. We'll talk a little bit more about the Aroa CBT 6x60. And we'll find out what's coming out on next week's show when we return on the ash holes. Unfiltered Cigar Radio on the United Cigar Radio Network. We'll be right back. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch... It was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. Uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Floor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. 
One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. And we're back. Welcome to the Ash Holes, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. Unfiltered Cigar Radio, live on the United Cigar Radio Network. I can see myself now on the screen. You can find us each and every Wednesday at <laughs> theashholes.net. You can find us on iTunes. Just search for the Ash Holes. You can find us on Podbean. Search for the, the Ash Holes. The Ash Holes. And you can also find us on Google Play. On the Ash Holes. On the Ash Holes. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, the aforementioned Facebook. Yep. So this week, um, we're going to... Who is our, who is our Ash Hole of the Week? We're going to call out the Ash Holes ash of the holes. Week. It's multiple. It's a three-way tie. <laughs> and we're going to call out Senator Merv Reap of Nebraska, State Senator Herman Quimbach of Iowa, and the Attorney General of Washington, Bob Ferguson, all of which introduced legislation these past week to raise the tobacco purchase age to 21. Boo. Oh, and please. in Nebraska and Iowa, if you are under the age of 21 and you are caught with tobacco, it will be a misdemeanor. So you will get a record, and you will have to pay a $100 fine. False. Everyone's really? under 21 in that state. So you could, <laughs> you could go ahead, sign up for the Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marines. Unbelievable. Put your life on the line to defend the freedoms of the United States and everything we stand for. But you can't light up a cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're not responsible enough to do that. You are responsible enough to have the ultimate responsibility bestowed upon you. Right. You know, for the, for the sake of the yeah. uh, defense. You're allowed to shoot at people and you're allowed to die. But you can't, but you cannot you can't smoke a cigar. Because you're not responsible enough to make that adult decision. Which is a little ridiculous. And, you know, I had the same issue. Of course, I wasn't old enough to drink when, when they raised the drinking age from 18 to 21. Right. But if, if you can make the decision, if you could pay taxes, if you can make the decision to join the military, if you can drive a vehicle, why can't you make another adult decision to enjoy an adult product to light up and enjoy a premium right. cigar? Do you know what their argument is? I mean, what is? What is the rationale for going from 18 to 21? They feel that the later a person begins smoking, the less chance there is for him to begin in the first place. Which that lessens, is the most bum logic. Which, which lessens crazy. the tax money they would get from said tobacco to fund everything that they're doing with said tobacco taxes, <laughs> which leads to other things being taxed since there's no tobacco to tax because nobody's smoking it. And you can look at you can look at Philadelphia, which earlier this year uh, on the first of the year actually, they began instituting a per ounce tax on soft drinks. Per ounce tax. Yeah. So it was like two cents or, or a nickel. 
Um, it wasn't more than that, but on every ounce of soft drink. So if you went into the supermarket and you bought a two-liter bottle of soda, 67.4 ounces, you would be charged a tax on that 67 ounces. Now, like, you, they never, these people never get the revenue that they're looking for with this stuff. Never. And it never goes where they say it's going to go They tax the death to. out of these products. They don't get the revenue they're looking for. They never hit the target. They never hit the quota. So what they do is they levy even more taxes on this type of stuff. And what happens is they, they price it completely out of the market. People can't afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And each, each of these three states have proposed the increase in the past, and they've failed. Right. And one, in one of the states, I believe it was in Washington, the reason why it failed is they said that the amount of tax revenue they would lose would be too much to recover. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, the amount of stupid. So they, uh, they the logic argue, of government. Yeah, they the argue that we want to do this for a person's health, but the money's more important. No. It, it, it just makes no sense. If you're going to pay taxes, if you're going to be able to drive, if you're going to join the military, let us smoke. Let us make our own adult decisions. We don't need the government to be an additional parent to our, to our families. Let us enjoy the freedoms that these people defend when they join the military. Absolutely. I agree right. 100%. And if you want to hear more about politics, go to my Facebook page. <laughs> and thereafter. But I tell you what, the production team, you all over here, if you even peeped at my Facebook page, I wouldn't have been invited on here in the first place. Probably so. not. But, you know, so enjoy it while you can for the first couple minutes before you uh, I, block I was, me. Or, or <laughs> I was actually that you would worry that you were going to go down the road of politics and it was going to be, all, you know. How was Terry on the show? Well, he got to hit the mute. Four minutes in, he he started in an ISIS four minutes in, then he cried (laughs) in the 43rd minute, flipped over the table, fell asleep, and then left. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're approaching the halfway point on the Aroa Medora 6x60, I'm noticing it's starting to change up a little bit. In what way? I'm getting the the introduction of some coffee notes Mm -hmm. that are beginning to overpower the leather that we were feeling on the finish. Yeah. The yeah. mocha is still there, but it's, it's, it's pulled back just a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's becoming more balanced. Mm-hmm. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm tasting a very dark espresso. Yeah, that's how I very would describe dark it. Espresso. More than coffee, oh. I would say dark espresso, yeah. Yeah. Um, still very creamy on the finish. Definitely. It's kind of a long, almost you know, like a chewy kind of finish. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's this oily... Uh, we have a lot of weird afterwards. terms in this industry. A chewy, chewy, and then also a uh, you know the way a wrapper looks. It looks toothy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Stuff that wouldn't make sense to anyone just just hearing if they didn't know exactly what that was. And if you want to know what, if you want to know what a toothy wrapper looks like, the Arroya Six by Sixty Maduro actually would fit that definition. Mm-hmm. At least the one I'm smoking mm-hmm. has a little bit of tooth. Yeah, to it, it has does. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by a little tooth is when you look at the wrapper, you're going to notice. You know, not the bumps and, and not the, the valleys from the binder and the filler underneath it. But if you look closely on the wrapper, you're going to see, like, little Braille-like bumps. Mm-hmm. And that's from usually a high magnesium content in the little soil. Little Braille bumps. But that's what you mean when a cigar is toothy. Or at least that's what I mean when I say a cigar is toothy. Right. I wonder if it reads anything. We just don't know it. <laughs> you just go like that. Says, more, more conspiracy theories on the assholes. We it's just great can't for seem to get away from it. Getting, all, getting all senses involved in this because there's mm-hmm. smell and there's taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, tasting something is, is uh, um, you know, the, the smell and the taste is where you mm-hmm. get flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, the smell plus the taste. You're using all the olfactory senses. Which is important, and a lot of people tend not to do it. Um, but it's important to retrohale. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. You, you might not, yep. Some people do it almost every, every um, draw. Mm-hmm. Some people do it every other. I try to do it every other. But once you incorporate breathing through your nose, letting the smoke out through your nose, you're opening up to a lot more different characteristics. Yeah, yeah. you could really sort of taste the depth, you know. And you'll realize suddenly if you have never done it and you try it for the first time, it's going to be pretty strong. But once yeah. you get used to doing it, you're going to start picking right. out a lot more flavors. There's a lot more depth to that cigar. Yeah, well, you know, you when, when you have a cold, yeah. you can't really taste the food you're eating. I don't know what well. that feels when, like. I've never had you're, a cold. When you've never had a cold. Yeah, I've had colds. I'm just oh, kidding. you know, if you've, if you've ever been, you know, just snotted up, <laughs> you know, inside, you can't, you can't taste. Yep. Things aren't enjoyable. Exactly. And so, yep. you know, to, to your nose and your taste mm-hmm. are very connected. And so when you do the retrohale... Um, it really does intensify the taste. Absolutely. 
the, you can you can plug your the, nose and then eat something and you can't quite tell taste. You could still tell texture. Yep. You know, you can uh, still hopefully be able to dif- differentiate how many times you got to chew it before you friggin' swallow it because <laughs> you're in trouble if you can't. <laughs> but you cannot pick out exactly what that mm. thing tastes like unless you open up the senses, unplug your nose. <clears throat> and as I'm looking at your cigar and your cigar berry, you know, the burn is really, really good. And the line, the burn line, is really thin mm-hmm. on this. Which, I think it was you know Dave very, or, or very well aged mascara line, which is perfect terminology mm-hmm. for it. Mas- the, the mascara line mm-hmm. of the cigar, which indicates age, yeah. just like a tree, the rings on a tree. You know? mm-hmm. The thinner the line, the more aged the tobacco right. usually is. Usually is. Usually is, not all the time. So what do you say? Should we do some mail at this point? I think so. We got uh, we got three letters um, this past week. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've read some of your guys' email. It's hilarious. <laughs> you want to? So I guess I guess, I, I guess there's at least three people listening. Yeah, yeah. We have we have several things. We've got three people going on, and uh, the first uh, is in response to last week's show, the Illusion eighty eight episode. This is from uh, our friend uh, Victor, and he writes, uh, "Love the show." Barry provided a great dynamic to the show. That's fantastic. Good for you, Barry. Yeah, I guess Somebody I, I actually get, thought you did something I, good. I guess I got to pay him. All right. There seemed to be a better flow. Love the illusion conspiracy theory as well. If the show proved anything, it is now underutilized, Barry. It is how, under, under, it is how <laughs> underutilized Barry is on the Cigar Authority. I think Barry, Oliver, and David would be a killer show. Can we demote the windbag Mr. Jonathan? <laughs> That's a little unfair. Oh, I mean, Jonathan right. brings a lot to the table, and, and him and I joke around on the show a lot. But it's just, you know, it's kind of like Abner and Costello took shots at each other. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Oh, you're a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> demote the windbag. Laugh at the windbag thing and move on. Come mm-hmm. on. All right. <laughs> Uh, this next one is uh, in reference to our annual Ashhole Lounge Awards, um, and this is from uh, 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 Captain Matt Cigar Smoke Easy at Gmail dot com. Okay, and he says, "Dear Ashholes of the Ashhole Cigar Radio, congratulations! We held our annual Ashhole Lounge Awards, and you are the recipient of the highly coveted Ambassador, Dictator, and Despot." Add or of the ADD as Ashhole of the Year Award. This is awarded to the Ashhole or Ashholes that best represented the Ashhole universe of Cretans and cigar lovers. Eat that cigar authority that won that German JC Award. The ADD and Ashhole Award. Good job, everyone. You also won the worst researched history on cigar and associated information by using Walt Disney and Dr. Seuss and Wikipedia and other nonsensical references for your informative discourse. Your biggest Ashhole fan, Matt Walker in Bend, Oregon. See, Whoa. we are listened to all across the country. How big of a fan is he? Because he also took a Woo. shot. He, well, he's nice. got a lounge. He's got a lounge that says the ash hole. How many times can you say ash hole on an email before? Does, do you ever think it like autocorrects to asshole? He can probably had to spend a lot of time doing that, getting through the autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, well, you just autocorrect shut autocorrect is one of the off. most dangerous things in the universe. Now, this third, this third letter is not really a letter. It is a uh, uh, actually a blog post from a friend, uh, Michelle Stiles, who uh, has been listening to the show out in Waikiki, Hawaii. Waikiki. And uh, a few weekends ago, uh, she, you know, she's a surfer, and she's uh, entering into competitions and getting... Uh, um, That's awesome. Uh, uh, sponsors and stuff like this to go into her. state and national competitions. And uh, this blog post was about her first paid appearance. Ooh. And she says, today I got to meet with surfing fans. I was scared out of my wits. I hate crowds. I hate people. That's awesome. I dislike being in close proximity to strangers and in crowds. Today I dealt with both. I even had to get up close and personal with strangers. She was yeah, having pictures taken with them. Mm. Huge triggers for me, but I told myself the money would go to a great cause. I didn't expect so many people, literally more than 100, and my guess is closer to 150 people showed up. 
and she's got this big booth, and she's got, you know, radio stuff put on, and she put on the ash holes in the background. Oh, that's awesome. And had that play on the beach to all these surfers who were there. She says the guys in line really seemed to appreciate the Ashles, and she used the hashtag, the Ashles, there. It was a $5 an autograph and $10 a picture, all of which went to charity. When the people learned it was all going to charity, um, many left additional money. All told, she raised uh, $1,750 for the local women's shelter, That's and Hawaiian fantastic. Tropic, her sponsor, matched that donation, and people gave another 912 for a awesome. total of $4,412 that went to that charity and um uh, michelle's a good friend of mine it was great that she had us there on the beach and so we are listened to now i know in japan and oregon and hawaii i don't know if anyone's i know my mom doesn't listen at all but so we maybe got your mom does we got three my mom doesn't listen to anything your mom doesn't listen to anything <laughs> either but thanks for the mail we appreciate it and uh you know anything we get we'll read on the air if it's mildly entertaining. So uh, on, the, uh, <laughs> on the back end, on the analytics of Podbean, yep. you guys are international. We are. You, you guys have had listeners in, in South Korea. You guys have had listeners in Afghanistan. So I'm assuming <laughs> these are members of the military that are listening to I us. I would hope. So I hope so. <laughs> Shoot. Either that or it's like good morning Vietnam and they're trying to learn English from what we're saying. <laughs> Heaven help them. Heaven help them if they're learning English from us. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't like the way my voice sounds. Why don't you guys tell me that I sounded stupid? You do sound When stupid. I speak out of my mouth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't just sound A little bit of stupid. femininity in there. I thought my voice was a lot deeper. So, Terry, tell me, you know, now that we're, you know, should be down about that far. Halfway, for those listening, okay. not watching. What are you tasting? Tell me. Tell me what you're tasting. You know, it seems like it's smoothing out because in the middle we're getting a lot of notes of, you know, Barry said coffee. Mm-hmm. We said dark espresso. Yeah. I'm getting a big cedar hit right now because mm. I think the espresso is sort of dissipating. You know, it's one of those cigars that, that starts off with a pop, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it kind of builds towards the middle. On the, on nice the retro hill, maybe, on the, the cedar? Hill. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm you know. picking that up, too. And there are a lot of cigars out there that have uh, cedar sheaths. Yes. That have, you know, that are wrapped up, you know, pretty ornately at times with cedar. Mm-hmm. And that's to sort of infuse, you know, the cigar or uh, uh, keep the flavor, um, the continuity of the of the flavor inside right. the cigar. Right. You know, so it's uh, it's smoothing out. Mm-hmm. I feel, and this is a this is a fantastic cigar, and I couldn't have thought of a better ring gauge to pick than this yeah. one. You know, because it's a it's a nice cool burn too. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very nice. It's a very good burn. Um, so, so Terry, when you when you're not on the ash holes and, and you're not stirring up controversy on Facebook with your political rants, yeah. Uh, you manage two guys, Seabrook, yeah, which is on uh, Lafayette Road. Oh, that's where you're going. I thought you were going to ask what I do at home. Like I, sit back, I play <laughs> no, I Xbox in my pajamas. I, I don't want to know what <laughs> you do at home. Don't ask. No, don't we tell. don't want to know. That's, that, that's, that's up to you. That's not radio worthy. But how did you get into cigars? You know what? My dear friend who has since passed, um, Adam Weeks, mm. uh, came into after I graduated from college in 2008. Yep. Uh, this was during a time where you couldn't really get a job even if you wanted to in your field. You know, there was a lot of, uh, the economy wasn't, wasn't doing well. People were stuck with sort of uh, a lot of menial work for the time being, uh, sort of biding their times. Um, I got, I went from, uh, you know, getting my uh, four-year degree in business management, uh, uh, you know, minor marketing, all that stuff, into working at a gas station, mm. you know, on just, uh, on, on Route 1 in Portsmouth. And Adam Weeks, who is a, uh, a dear friend of ours, a former employee, of Two Guys Smoke Shop, who passed away uh, about a year and a half ago, came in regularly to where I worked at this gas station. Mm. And I always served him, you know, his stuff. And apparently I stuck out to him because he came in one night. And if you guys have ever, you know, met Adam, you know, in his basic mannerisms, how he's just an <laughs> yeah. intimidating dude, you know. <laughs> and if you don't know him, he's real gruff and everything. So, uh, you know, he came in and said, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he said, can I swear? No. 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 He said, what the f*** are you doing here? And I was, at that point, I was scared because I thought maybe I was going to get robbed or something, <laughs> you know, just because of the way he is. And uh, I said, what do you mean, sir? And he says, you don't belong here. Hmm. He gave me a cart, two guys smoke shop. I threw it away. 
I threw it away because I was sort of like in my own mind stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Later on that night, I was mopping the floors, which I still do to this day, so it's all good. But mm-hmm. I was mopping the floors at this gas station, and I said to myself, no, you know what, drop the mop, picked up the card, mm-hmm. finished mopping the floor. The next day, I called, you know, who was uh, uh, at that store at the time, Roy Kirby, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest is history. Had to go through, to be in the two guys' family, you got to go through several interviews. you got to be, you know accepted and whatnot and stuff and i was interviewed by ed <laughs> santa maria i was interviewed by roy kirby i was interviewed by uh the don himself you know david garofalo and uh the don it was uh you know it was uh <laughs> running the gauntlet it was intimidating but man you know i made it and it was had you fantastic. not really been into cigars before that time the only thing the only cigar experience that i've had and it's important for people who are passionate about cigars to to not dog what they're smoking so i'm not going to yeah. say that they're in any way inferior cigars, but they were just, you know, price-conscious cigars that are all in gas stations. So I would yeah. smoke a Swisher Sweet, or yeah, I would yeah, smoke a yeah. Philly or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that doesn't count. That was the, <laughs> I like your face, yeah. <laughs> that was the uh, extent of my really cigar craving experience. craving a nice, dark Philly's blunt. You know, and then real, real <laughs> popular stuff that are kind of just, you know, mass-produced, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Macanudo and stuff like that. That was the extent of my cigar experience. Do you remember what the first cigar you smoked? The first cigar that I smoked. When you started at Two Guys? When I started at Two Guys was during an interview with Ed Santa Maria. I smoked the La Giana Toro, Connecticut. Mm. Okay, the Havana. And oftentimes when people smoke their first cigar, you know, it's almost like an acquired taste. I fell in love immediately. Mm. I fell in love immediately. I tasted for the first time in my life a premium, handmade, long-fill, long-leaf cigar. And that was it for me, you know. And I started retrohaling immediately. I started doing. <laughs> I wanted to impress Ed. So the first time that I I wanted to impress Ed. The first time that I retrohaled, I was almost ass over tea kettle, man. I mean, it was like you know. But I'm sitting there getting interviewed, and I'm like, oh, you know, don't don't vomit, don't yeah, you know, yeah, don't do anything to mess to this up. Not good to do in an interview. <laughs> so when I I did ask to go to the bathroom though. You know, I pretended to pee. I just got my wits together. When I interviewed with Dave, and, and when he was still allowed to give out cigars, um, which he can't do anymore, thanks FDA, uh, yeah. but he gave me an Atabay. Mm-hmm. So on my interview, I got a $20 cigar. A you got a $6 cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I, I was recruited maybe a little bit harder. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably regretted a little this, bit more. They said, this kid's more. coming from a gas station. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we, We're not going to give him the $20 yeah. cigar today. I got a, I got a David off uh, Nicaragua. Is that right? Yeah. You guys were seasoned, and you guys were already cigar specialists. At this point, we're all cigar specialists. We're professionals yes. at this point. Yes. I was coming from yes. a gas station telling people that I was yeah. smoking Swisher. He Swiss. wasn't going to throw they a must, David they, off. They were at not going to be. He wasn't going to. Ed was not going to say. You weren't going to. No, I'll give you a David off. No, start off with a good price conscious, grade A Connecticut mm-hmm. shade wrap. Get him a good cigar, but without giving away the farm to this kid. <laughs> Who yeah. may or may not work out because, you know. That's true. Now, Terry, you have picked out the cigar that we're going to smoke on next week's show. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are you, you going to recommend to us to do? What I want you guys to smoke, because I don't think you have yet, was with the Cigar Authority, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the sister, your sister program. Uh, your big brother program or something? Father on, program. Are we on United Radio Retail? This is United, United Cigar, Cigar Radio, United Radio Network. They're, they're Radio Network. Distant okay. cousins. Okay. So your distant cousins <laughs> pick for Cigar of the Year. Yeah. Your, your distant dysfunctional <laughs> cousin. <laughs> La Galera, Connecticut. And I want you to smoke the uh, either the Chavetta or the Elector size, depending on how much time you have. Okay. Now, the, the, uh, the Chavetta is, uh, you know, somewhat of a... That you would know, be Derek's pick. That would be Derek's pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is... Uh, a robusto size. The elector is the Toro size. Mm-hmm. Now, and the elector was the official size of the cigar of the year from the cigar. I would party. prefer you guys try that one because it is the official. I want to see what you guys have to say about it. And that so is a grade A Connecticut shade wrapper. It is a, uh, a Palato Cubano wrapper, Palato Cubano and Criollo mm-hmm. ninety eight filler. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a good cigar. Right. There's also T112 Variatella Special Tobacco. Exactly. That uh, Hoche Blanco held back yeah. for, for the cigar that he made mm-hmm. for his company, Indian Head Cigars. Yep. Okay. So it's a, uh, you know, All and right. Hoche Blanco, he makes cigars for so many people. Mm-hmm. But he finally put out a cigar of his own. Yeah. And, and La Galera, Connecticut, to me, was a home run. So hopefully when yep. the three of you smoking next run. week, you agree and you don't, you know. 
All right. So, Dirk, if you're listening, and Oliver, if you're listening, next week we'll be doing the La Galera, Connecticut. We'll do the elector size. Um, since that was the official The one bad thing about show, this is if you get fuzzballs. It was all four bucks, Terry. Don't complain. It was four dollars, but it was $4. it's red fuzzballs, and they go around. It's like you're blowing Clifford the Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 So bad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. final notes so on, this, on this cigar here. We've got about five minutes. Terry. So what are, what are your final thoughts on this cigar that you are barely halfway through? Now, I know the price <laughs> point on it, and it's most certainly uh, worth it for the price point. Mm-hmm. I like the big ring gauge cigars, and I've smoked this product before. Mm-hmm. I'd always prefer the big ring gauge on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is very dynamic in flavor. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. a roller coaster of flavor. It does not maintain the same strength mm-hmm. throughout, Correct. which I like a, a dynamic character to my cigars. I don't want one note from front to back. A lot right. of people do like that, and right. there's nothing, nothing bad about that. No, you want no, something consistent, if you find yeah. a sweet spot, by all means, you know, go after that. Um, I, I, I prefer kind of characteristic changes and whatnot. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so we have, we have a rating system on, on the show, which is a thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing, but there's kind of a range. So you can do thumb up. You can do like is this like quarters. where Caesar Caesar at the Colosseum yeah, when he's telling that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can you can make those minute decisions here. But thumbs up, you know, thumbs down. Where what would you? Where should do my with thumb this? be? Where what should you? What do I do with my hands? Oh, to the camera. Hello, hello, <laughs> camera. And, and, and okay, we'll, where where we'll, we'll do the golf play by play. Is you know Terry's raising his hand and <laughs> I like giving, it a lot. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be erect. It's got to be you know up there. Yep, and, yep. Uh, so thumbs up. This is my thumb. This is a thumbs this up. This is a thumbs up. I would give it a big recommendation. Straight thumbs up for you. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, and about, I'm not just saying that. I know this is unfiltered radio. Yeah. I'm supposed to be telling the unfiltered truth right now. That's right. right. That's right. So I really do. We are beholden to nobody. <laughs> I really we do. We give our opinions. We're whether all you beholden like them to or not. <laughs> what about you, Barry? Where, where are you going with this? So, like Derek, I, I prefer the thinner ring gauge cigars. Um, I enjoy the Lancero. I enjoy a Corona. Yeah. But on the Aurora, I find myself smoking the 60 ring. Mm -hmm. And I was hesitant when you said the 60 ring. And then I was like, all right, he's picking the Aurora Maduro. I I can do this because that's the size I reach for on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of of flavor changes throughout the cigar. Mm. You know, where it started out as leathery with mocha, it became... Mocha more of a secondary thought with the, with the rich espresso notes. And now as I'm getting ready to enter the final third of the cigar, I'm starting to pick up a little bit of nuttiness. Mm-hmm. There's kind of almost like a roasted peanut flavor going on, mm-hmm. which is becoming the, the dominant note. Mm. Um, the mocha remains, the cedar definitely through the nose. Um, there's a little bit of pepper on aroma. And I'm starting mm-hmm. to pick up some of that floral that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. You know, it's noticeable. When the cigar's resting and the smoke's wafting up toward your yeah, nose, yeah. you definitely get that floral. Yeah. That floral. Yeah. I've heard some okay, people so say it as, uh, as floral or almost like a raisin, a dried raisin mm. or floral. And I think that sensation and that taste that people are trying to refer to is almost one and the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that little bit of floral or a little bit of dried raisin. Okay. I hear those two yeah, terminologies that, that, that a lot. That could be very similar. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm actually getting some black pepper on, on my tongue. No, I, I'm, I'm not. not. I get no. that checked out. Mm. So, uh, I, so last week I gave a number. So I guess if I was going to give a, uh, a a thumbs up, I, I would go with the full thumbs You'd up. You'd go with the full thumbs up. Two full mm. thumbs up. So Two far. full thumbs up. And I'm going to add mine. Three full fum- thumbs up for this. this Do is we have a, permission from Siskel and Ebert to use the thumbs up? Well, well we're using we're three, three thumbs. They just use two. So okay. this is a whole different animal. So, you know, this has just been a really, really enjoyable smoke for me. The taste has, has been great throughout, and we've all uh, noticed the same thing. The tastes have changed and varied and come and gone and weaved in and out, but there's been this constant kind of... Uh, uh, foundation uh, uh, or theme of of uh, cocoa and uh, espresso or coffee throughout the whole thing, and it's just been really really enjoyable. And uh, I highly recommend this cigar. And um, uh, when I get there, I will probably put up on uh, Sacred Smokes a little bit later whether or not it becomes pipe worthy. 
I'm a fan of sacred smokes. I am. Everybody should be a fan of sacred smokes. <laughs> so if you're curious to join the Aurora CBT Medoro 6x6, they always support your local brick and mortar. However, if your brick and mortar doesn't carry it, you can find it at twoguyscigars.com. And on behalf of Terry Fournier, Pastor Padron, Dan Ledworth, and myself, yep. we appreciate you listening to the Ash Holes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Thank you.